Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Kim Davis files a request for the full court to review her case involving qualified immunity. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council filed for a pre-hearing what's called in banc petition to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals on behalf of our client, former Rowan County Clerk Kim Davis. We're requesting the full court rather than just three judges to hear the appeal in her case involving her claim for qualified immunity. What we have here, Holly, is a very interesting scenario. This case began back in 2015. Kim Davis saw that there might be a problem coming with the Supreme Court decision, the Obergefell decision when the Supreme Court decided to take the case. This is before the decision was ever handed down. She went to the legislature seeking request of protection from the legislature in case the decision went the wrong way with regards to same-sex marriage. Because her religious beliefs would not allow her to sign a same-sex, quote-unquote, marriage license. Right, and in so in doing, in this situation in Kentucky, a clerk issues the marriage licenses, but it comes under the name of that clerk and the authority of that clerk. So that name and the title and the authority of that clerk, in this case, Kim Davis, would be affixed to a marriage license she could not have her title, her authority, and her name affixed to a marriage license authenticating and granting a marriage license that conflicts with God's design and definition of marriage. Right. And, you know, Kim has an interesting past where she has failed in marriages several times. And then now she came to Christ and her life changed. She remarried Joe, who her husband. And it's interesting that God uses the most unlikely, and I know she weeps every time she shares a story, but God used her in this case to stand for traditional biblical marriage. Just a little diversion on that because it's an interesting personal story involving Kim Davis. I got a call from BuzzFeed, which is a liberal publication, and their question to me in the heat of this litigation back then in 2015 was, the other side says that Kim Davis has made a mess out of marriage. She's uh, been married multiple times, and the person that she's married to now, she was previously married to, and she divorced him, and now she's remarried to him. And the other side just wants to be able to enter into a committed relationship. What do you say about that? I don't remember what I said. I did not know. We had not asked those questions of Kim mm -hmm. Davis. So as soon as I got off the phone, I asked, Kim, what's this about? She goes, yes. She says, I've been a good mother, but I've been uh, a bad person and I have been married uh, multiple times, and the person I am married to, I was married to earlier. We got together. They've been married at the time for many years. But she said there was a time where one of her mother-in-laws, godly woman, was on her deathbed, and she was dying. They visited her at the hospital, and her deathbed dying wish was to Kim. Kim, go back to church. Get your life together. So solely just to check that off the list, because she respected her mother-in-law, she and her family went to a local church that same day, that evening, 
just to check it off the list, and they were just planning to move on with the rest of their lives, and they would at least have gone to church that one time. And it was in that church meeting where she heard the pastor preaching from the book of Galatians about God's grace and forgiveness, and she became a broken woman. She wept, and she gave her life to the Lord Jesus, and that was transformative. So after that, every time I was interviewed on multiple, multiple media, global media, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, you name it, all these different media, I would say, well, I understand why Kim cannot affix her name to a marriage that doesn't match God's definition for marriage. She cannot be disobedient to her Lord is because she was transformed by him radically right. several years ago. And I gave the story of her conversion and her testimony. And, you know, I produced a video of her story, which is on our website. And the same thing, she just began to weep and because she remembered asking God, why, Lord, why would you use me, someone who has failed so many times in marriage, to uphold marriage? But it's just like God. <laughs> well, and it's amazing. On the it day redeems. that she was remanded to federal prison to go to prison for not authorizing these same-sex weddings, marriages, in fact, she wasn't signing anything because once the Obergefell came down, it literally shredded the marriage laws and all of her actions are governed and regulated by statute. So when that happened, the marriage laws were completely shredded. She didn't have any direct guidance from the legislature that did not yet have an opportunity to act. And so she just shut down issuing all licenses, opposite and same-sex couples. She just didn't do it until she got more guidance and clarification. So I thought it was a very reasonable situation for her to do, but the judge sent her to federal prison. So the person who's driving her, who's one of the people who works at the prison, is a pastor, part-time pastor. And so they're sharing about God and the gospel on their way there. By the time she gets there, the women who are checking her in and booking her, they're weeping because they know who she is. She gets put in a cell, and the men in the violent offender or the place in the prison where you have at least a 10-year or more sentence, those men heard she was coming. They saw it on the news. They sent her a note saying that they're praying for her. Mm -hmm. Then she's singing Christian songs in this cell. The next day I got a chance to visit her, came into this place where it was just her and Roger Gannam, one of our attorneys, and me in a room that had these cameras, and it was just us. And I hugged her, shed some tears, and the first words out of her mouth was, all is well. And I asked her, so what are you doing here? She's only been there like 24 hours. And she said, well, I'm studying this, and it was this deep biblical study that she had been studying on her own. And then that passage where Paul said him being in chains for the gospel, she says she read that, and it meant so much more for her. Mm -hmm having gone through that experience. She says to this day that was one of the most spiritual, enriching, deep experiences that she's ever had in her life is being in prison. And of course she goes back to the jails now once a week and does Bible study. She was going she's there amazing. on a weekly basis to do Bible studies for women. So she was asking uh, when a Obergefell did come down in June of 2015 for religious accommodation. They already give accommodations for people who don't want to issue hunting and fishing license. If you have an objection to hunting or fishing, well, you can opt out. Somebody else can do it. But she was asking for the same thing for marriage. So this is June. Comes down. She stops issuing all the license, asking for an accommodation, ask for the governor to accommodate her. He says, no, if you don't 
issue these licenses, any clerk should be fired. Well, he had just accommodated his attorney general the year before. He did not want to defend the marriage laws for conscience reasons, but he wouldn't accommodate Kim Davis's conscience. He accommodates only a conscience if he agrees with it, but not if he disagrees so with it. So he agreed with the hunters, but not with Well, he hunters. agreed with the attorney general, who did not want to defend the marriage law, but he didn't agree with Kim Davis, who wanted to have an opt-out provision, which was easy to do. Yeah. So the lawsuit happened, and then Governor Matt Bevin was elected as the governor instead of Bashir. And the very first event that he did was issue an executive order in December 2015, accommodating her religious belief, opting her and other clerks out. Then in April of 2016, a unanimous House and Senate, Democrats and Republicans alike, joined with not one dissenting vote. They passed a law granting accommodation opportunities to all clerks who have a conscientious objection to issuing a marriage license that involves two people of the same sex. So as a result of Kim Davis, everyone's protected. There is just a short window from July, August, September, October, and about two weeks of December where there was no accommodation. It was in that period now she's asking for accommodation. They obviously were able to give an accommodation before in other areas. They've given accommodation subsequent in the same area and so our argument is that she should not be liable for these damages to these people that are asking for monetary damages because of the First Amendment, First Amendment right to free exercise of religion. She should be immune from any kind of penalty or punishment as a result of her First Amendment right to free exercise. By the way, those couples who uh, I think had a shorter distance to go to another county clerk's office to get their quote-unquote marriage license. All they had to do is drive five minutes difference. Right. All they wanted was Kim Davis. They wanted Kim Davis's name and head on a platter, yeah. Yeah. Well, for more information, you can go to Liberty Council's website. This case is still going on. Please pray for Kim Davis. She is retired now. And she is spending time with her family and her grandchildren in Kentucky. But our litigation continues, and it's a very significant one. She could stand to lose a lot if we lose on appeal. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.